Brother Billy, I see. I'm glad you're still here. They, we didn't scare you off, huh? <laughs> I'm good at you. <laughs> you are, yeah. You're doing more than hanging in there. You're healed, my brother. Amen. According to God's word, you're healed. So praise God. Praise God. Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. You have made it for us to rejoice and be glad in. We are glad in this day. We're glad for you, glad for salvation, glad for divine health and healing. Thank you so much, Lord, for everything you're doing in our lives today. Thank you, Lord, for healing our brother Billy. Thank you, Lord, for every good and perfect gift that you give so that we can be blessed, be at peace, be in joy, and be edified. And we honor you and love you in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God, praise God, praise God. I want to tell you about our offer for the month of December. It is our Wisdom Meditations for Every Season, Volume 2. That's the winter volume. This is, like I said, eleven ninety nine free shipping. And uh, this is your offer, so... Um, Praise God. If if I can sign them, I will. I'll, I'll get with Tippy and see what I can do. And, uh, you know, for those who are ordering online, you know, you always put your name on there. So we do that if we can. And our broadcast tomorrow morning at 9 Strong Faith, KDAY Live, and Wednesday at 9 p.m. In case you miss it, but don't miss it, you can hear it twice. And if you hear it Monday, you can hear it Wednesday, too. So praise God. I thought I'd talk today about the fact that this medicine goes in your ear. Amen. The medicine of the word goes in your ear. And uh, God is always blessing us to be able to uh, allow him to heal us. And healing always comes through the word. No matter what you need, healing comes through the word of God. In fact, everything we need comes through the word of God because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Hearing is more than listening. Amen. We talk about healing. We're talking about more than listening. We're talking about the operation of the word of God on the human spirit and on everything that the word speaks about wherever the word is set it has the ability to bring itself to pass amen so it's a good thing to understand that about the word because the word always works words always doing what it's supposed to do so praise god i'm gonna be obedient to the spirit of god brother billy i'm gonna come and anoint you with oil and lay hands on you and God starts to move you to move something, you move it, okay? I don't care what time it is, you know, you know, middle of the service, now, whatever. Amen. All right. Well, Father, I anoint my brother with oil according to your word. Prayer of faith saves the sick. We command this body to move, be healed, be restored, be strengthened in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you. You shed your blood to heal my brother. He is healed. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Now, are you able to move these legs at all? You can move them some more before the day's up. Okay, yeah, we'll get them both going. 
you want them both working. I know you do. So praise God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Bring strength. Bring healing. Bring a finality to this weakness, this sickness, and this infirmity. So just keep listening. Stay plugged in. Keep your faith plugged in, brother. Everybody keep your faith plugged in. God will do what you want him to do. Amen. Praise God. So in Proverbs 4, 20, uh, starting there, the Bible says, My son, man, God wants his children well. So he starts out by addressing the people that this letter is written to. And those are his dear children. This is a covenant blessing. Everybody who's born again is a child or son and daughter of God. Amen. That is not for people who are not born again. You got me? Now, you may get a mercy healing, and people who are saved get mercy healings all the time. But God in his mercy can heal anybody that will dare to believe him. He gives us all the ability to believe him. And so, but this is especially for people who have what we call a covenant with God. And if you have given your life to Jesus Christ, you have a covenant with God. Many people don't realize that because when we lead, quote unquote, lead people to the Lord, we tell them about salvation, which everybody thinks is going to heaven when you die. But if you live a lot of years, you have a lot of years living here. And you can't just sit around and wait to go to heaven. So there's more things that God has planned for us as we live our lives here on earth. And that's what it takes, the ability to follow God to, to get revealed to you. Uh, it's, this is why we come to church regularly. You, you come to learn. Amen. And if you're in a church that doesn't teach you anything, go someplace that'll teach you. So a lot of places that'll teach the word, you know. And learn what they know. And, and when you got enough there, go to the next place that knows more. I mean, this is, this is the way the kingdom is. God has always got good things for his people. He's got knowledge for us, got understanding. Uh, and he has power for us. Amen. This is what, what believers need. You know, when you were in the world, you had no power against anything. You couldn't even pay a bill on time. Some of y'all couldn't get home with your paycheck. You have the power to go straight on without stopping at the bar, stopping at the dope man, stopping at somewhere. And then during the week, your head is hanging low because you got, I mean, you need power just to pay your bills. You need power. It's not just for, for, uh, um, you know, things we think maybe you need the power of God for some big miracle or something. Your miracle can be being responsible. Amen. Your miracle can be living for God. I mean, God, I thank you. I haven't sinned. I ain't done nothing wrong all week. Well, uh, except for, you understand what I'm, uh so we can't do that without power. You need power to live right. And so God gives you that power so that he can bless you. He blesses righteous people. He blesses right living people. He blesses people who are like him. And so God says, if you're going to be like me, you got to listen to what I listen to. God listens to his own word. Amen. And he wants us in on the conversation. He wants us in on what he has because everything God has is good and perfect. 
There's no sickness in heaven. There's no poverty in heaven. Streets paved with gold. I mean, seriously? And you think he wants to withhold stuff from you? If you lived in a mansion, you wouldn't like your kids living on the street. Amen. You go get them. You do something because you want them to live like you do. And that's what God has for us. He gave Jesus so that we can live like God wants us to live. So he says here in Proverbs 20, my son, pay attention to my words. Pay attention to my words. Amen. Incline your ear to my sayings. In other words, whenever the word of God is spoken, read, or anything like that, we're to pay attention to it. You got me? Giving it your full, undivided attention. And that word will begin to prosper in you. Now, what do we mean prosper? That means if you stop and you listen, you grab that word, that grab that word will start to say things to you on the inside about it. It's what we call meditating. You'll get a full understanding. You'll get and you'll stop and think. A lot of times we read scriptures and we think it's, I'll just skip over it. I know what I heard that before. This was my favorite scriptures. Why? Because cause you've heard it before. See, we call it favorite just because we heard that. And when, you know, church people are funny. They want to jump up and amen and you ask them to quote a scripture for you and they don't even know one. Jesus wept. Huh? true you know so let's let's cut the con game this word is for you to bring you life and to bring you health and it says here let not the words depart from your eyes keep them in the midst of what do you mean by depart from my that means read it all the time read your bible all the time you get bored don't turn on a stupid tv pick your bible up you know, they've even got people reading the Bible uh, on, on. you can get it free everywhere. You know, even these Bible apps, they will speak the word to you. Your eyes get tired. People say, well, I'll read my Bible because I, I need glasses. Well, if you read your Bible, God will buy you some glasses because you'll get faith to ask him to get them for you. I mean, just saying, just squint like you do everything else you want to see people you know i mean they go through all these lights oh i got it 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 you know dying to read that little text message somebody sent them then they try to answer and answer it all messed up and funny they say does this come from you oh yeah i didn't have my glasses. you never wear your glasses let's cut the con game out but this is beyond glasses. See, this word will be in you when your eyes fail. Mm-hmm. If you meditate on it, right? But I thank God you can get the spoken word. You can get people who will read the word to you. Amen. And people want to say, well, I don't listen to that because they ain't Christians. What's that got to do with reading? That word has power on it. I don't care who reads it. Now, I'm not going to go where I was getting ready to go, but you don't know if whoever you paying your offerings to is a Christian either. Ah, oh, yeah, I said it. So sue me. 
you know, get real. Get to the point. The word is beyond who's reading it. I don't like their voice. I don't care. You read it. Like your own voice. Amen. Your own voice is the, the most convincing voice you will ever hear. Did you know that? If you pick that word up and you start reading it to yourself, your own voice is the most familiar and convincing voice too. You start saying that word to yourself and it takes on a whole new freshness, a whole new revelation, a whole new meaning on the inside of you. You begin to believe it's true. Why? Because you said it. And you never lie, right? (laughs) But you can convince yourself. You can convince yourself of everything in that word just by speaking that word to yourself, muttering, meditating. And it says, don't let the word depart from your eyes. In other words, keep reading the word. Keep reading the word. You know, a lot of people, I I tell people, I say, well, this word will heal you. And if it don't happen the first time you read it, then you quit. Well, it didn't heal me. You didn't listen enough. It says, don't let it depart. Why? Because you're going to need to keep it before you in order for it to work. Amen. In order for it to work. The first time you you had a job, the first day you went to work, they didn't cut you a check after the first day. Why do you think God's going to do that? He's smarter than your boss is. Your boss can look at you and tell, if I give him his paycheck today, I ain't going to see him no more. He's going to go down to the corner bar. Amen. That's why they put them. You ever notice this around the large factories? It's all kind of bars and strip joints. And why you think them is right there? Them people are smart. They catching you going in your job, coming out your job. They got a they ATM machines have more money in them than your bank does. Am I telling the truth, Poppy? They be stocked. They cash your check, and then you know, or the people in the and the people behind the counter, they would get a sack of money too, you know. And you go into a bar and you tell them, well, you know, I just wanna, I wanna buy a drink for everybody. Here's my check. If you get anything less, they'll look at you funny because it's about all gone, and you ain't even been home to wife and kids yet. So don't let me get started on that, okay? Please, it's a devil's trap. But he says, don't let the word depart from your eyes. Keep it in the midst of your heart. Hmm. Listen to it like you like it. You ever listen? You ever heard a song you, you really liked and you sit and hum it and you say, I forgot them words. What? He said, treat my word like that. Something you really like. And something you really want to treasure. Keep it in the middle of your heart. Don't let it don't let it leave out of there. Don't let the devil tell you that's not true for you, in other words. Keep it because you're gonna to have to fight to keep it in there. Cause it's new. You know, if, if the first time you read a scripture, you know, many times we'll, we'll what did that say? I mean, that's God trying to get your attention to let you know there's something in that for you. Healing scriptures especially. You know, when when God says he will bless your bread and your water and take sickness away from you. You know, that's for all these people that's always wondering what's in their food. Them label readers. 
first word has got more letters in it than your last name and first name put together. You don't know what them words mean. But God said he's going to bless it, take sickness. It ain't going to make you sick. I don't know why my stomach's so messed up. Must be something. Did you bless what you ate? That's what I thought. Just pause a little minute before you open your little golden arches bag. Huh? McDonald's, if they had poison, man, they'd have killed up more people than the pandemic would. Huh? Nobody blessing nothing in the front seat of their car. Listen, I'm going to go across the street. Everybody going dead sleep or something. I don't know what the deal is. But we're going to have to stop that. Better yet, call a meeting of your family to the table at dinner time and say, guess what? We got food and we're going to eat together today. Ooh. Pastor Bar, what's that got to do with the word and healing? I want you to go back to the good stuff. I'm getting there. Had to stop at Home Depot for a minute. (laughs) But we got to start valuing. There's a lot of healing in the word we could take advantage of, folks. We don't. See that simple thing about blessing your food, taking sickness from the midst of you? You have no idea. Every time you look up, somebody is being sued because they put they left some some bacteria in some food, and you know it won't come near me. Now I'm not no no raw Chipotle fan, but then people done tried to poison y'all about four or five times that I've just seen. I'm seriously E. coli. That's a bad number. You know that ain't nothing to play around with. It is sitting right there on that lettuce, and you just. I like this stuff. I said, when have I ever known you to eat rice and beans and corn and lettuce together? All the guilty people say, I like it. So, uh, <laughs> and that little funny meat, you don't know how long that meat been sitting there. Huh? And your mama cook you a pork chop and you want to sue her. I don't eat no pork. Okay. Right. But just something simple like that will keep you well. Just blessing it before you wolf it down or halfway through. I mean, you know, you learn it, right? You get the hang of it. But just stop and pause and thank God for what he's provided for you. And bless that, sanctify it. The Bible says that your your food is sanctified. It's made holy. It's made right for you to eat because the Holy Spirit lives in you. Now, I got news for you. People say, well, well, yeah, it's made holy for me. <laughs> you got to live so he'll have a room, a place to stay. Get real here. So God is keeping you alive because the Holy Spirit ain't, ain't really big on moving out of a temple on a humble, on some Chipotle crap. So he'll sanctify that he'll kill all the germs that's in there just to keep you alive simple scriptures like that father i thank you i i'm i'm feeling 
poorly in my body, but I bless what I'm receiving now. And I thank you to heal me. Take sickness away from me. And that means all sickness. Not just anything that might be in that food, but all sickness will leave you if you will bless your bread and your water. Just that simple. That's how people stay well. They bless it and they eat it. And God makes it healthy for them. Amen. Everything you eat is healthy for them. And it says, keep them in the midst of your heart because they are life. His word is life. It doesn't bring life. It is life. So when you listen to the word of God, life goes inside of you. If you hold on to it, you meditate it, and you cherish it, and you keep saying, let me let me get that scripture back again. What did that scripture say about the I am the Lord that healeth thee? Amen. I heal you. God, if you heal me, why am I sick in my body? Because you need to take the medicine of the word. I always encourage people. I said, take it until you're healed. People want to take it for a minute. You don't grill the doctor like you grill the preacher. You take them little pills and they'll look at you and say, well, we'll try this. We ain't trying nothing. The word's been tried already. The word is, it it proves itself all the time. Amen. This word is life. This word is medicine. This word is everything you need and it will correct everything that's wrong in your body in your mind, in your emotions, it will heal because it speaks to every part of the man. Every part of the human being is addressed in the word of God. And this word will make itself happen on the inside of you. So if you need healing in your body, you keep thinking on healing scriptures, even if you just find one that you fall in love with and you go listen to that, you go hear that all day long. Find that one scripture that you can can find it find a familiar place in your heart and let that scripture become familiar to you. Get all the other junk out of your mind. You know, people are trying to get here and get there and get everywhere. You know, stop for a minute or two or an hour and read your Bible. Listen to him. There's so many healing teachings on YouTube and all these there when they're free. We have a healing library on our YouTube channel, on our Facebook channel. The word is so free and familiar. God has got to hold us accountable to do this because there's no other way. People always want an instant miracle. But you see those some of those people that go to healing meetings and they get healed right there at the meeting. Oftentimes those people have been doing this for months and some for years before that healing will come. The anointing in the meeting will will make it manifest. But then you got to hold on to it. Amen. This word helps you to hold on to what you receive. So he says these words are life to those that find them. What does that mean? Find them. Listen to them over and over and over again. You keep listening to that word and life comes into you and health or medicine to all their flesh. It will heal sick flesh. The word of God will heal paralyzed flesh. The word of God will heal cancerous flesh. The word of God will heal um, 
deformed flesh, everything, all kinds, any kind, anything that's wrong with the human flesh, this word will heal it. But it must be listened to over and over and over again, just like your favorite song. Amen. Most of you, you know, there's songs you can, you ever been in the supermarket, saint, saint of the most high God? Huh? And you know that music they play to keep you shopping? It works. Because you know you don't just, you you just don't turn on Anita Baker. Well, here she is in the supermarket. Huh? And you know you got everything you need in your cart. And you would be leaving. But the song ain't finished. Now, see, I want to talk to real people today. I don't want to take your little halos off and sit them right on the chair beside you. Huh? And you keep thinking, giving you the best. Life. And then she keeps singing. You say, is they at the end yet? Oh, I know at the end. Yeah, a wedding ring. I'm really Yeah, now I can go home. Do the word like that. This is your new Anita Baker. You understand what I'm saying? It's your new Anita Baker. Because this word will heal you. Anita Baker will make you think about stuff you shouldn't be thinking about. Huh? Because then your mind will go to somebody you was dating and you married to somebody else. So you ain't supposed to go there. Oops. Let me get back to what was I thinking about. See what I'm saying? It'll take you to places you shouldn't be, but this word will always take you to health. It'll always take you to healing. It'll always take you to to prosperity, being able to have more than you ever thought you could have because you're being faithful to God. Amen? Once you get your mind off something and needing it so bad, that's about the time God's going to work. I'll tell you right now. You get up and you start a routine of listening to the word every day. Don't take a day off. If you take a day off, your health will take a day off. So you get in the word every day. When Jesus taught the disciples to pray, he said, give us this day our daily bread. That means you're supposed to talk to God every day. You're supposed to read your word every day. This daily bread is your healing. Amen. Every scripture you read has the potential to heal you. But if you're sick in your body, you stay with healing scriptures. Amen. Stay with healing scriptures. Galatians 3, 2 says that we are, let me read it for you. It says, oh, foolish Galatians in verse 1, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth crucified among you. This what I learned of you. Did you receive the spirit by works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Did you receive anything? Did you get born again by working and proving God you were good enough to receive it? No, you heard that Jesus would forgive you of your sins and save you. And not send you to hell. And that was good news to you. That's good news to everybody. 
And so you prayed the sinners, what we call the sinner's prayer. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and save me. You got that because you heard faith and you believed what you heard. There are many people who are here that God will forgive them and not not believe it. They'll come and question, is that really true? But question until you're satisfied that you have the truth. See, there's nothing wrong with questioning things. God will answer every question you have. But he also wants you to be convinced in your faith that what he is saying, the word is saying, is true. So we receive everything we get from God by the hearing of faith. Turn to Romans 10. Everybody who's ever been in a, any kind of church where they would teach you how to lead people to the Lord understands what we call the Roman road. And it says here in 10, verse, verse 10, um, no, in verse 9, he says, If you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Amen. We give that to everybody that we are asking. If you ask the question, have you ever been born again? And people say no. This is where you take them to. Amen. This validates what it is that God wants them to know. And he says, for with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. If you put God's word in your heart, that makes you right before God. Your sins are cleansed away. Whatever you need from God, you can have because your faith will begin to work a work in you that is is only there if God is there with you. See, your faith, believing God, gives you what we call righteousness or right standing with God. That's one of the reasons many people don't seek God and seek to be healed. They don't know about righteousness. Amen. They don't know that your sins can be forgiven and you can get right standing with God. You can have a place with God that nobody can take away from you. Amen. Why? Because God takes the fact that you believe him and he places his spirit within you. He'll put his life inside of you just because you believe him. Jesus, come into my heart. Be my savior. Save me. Amen. We've all prayed that prayer with people, and that prayer works. You know, people will, sometimes people just walk on off and and not even think to go to a church. All of a sudden, they start to feel different about things, feel different about themselves. Oh, I asked Jesus to come in my heart. Well, I got to do things different. I can't do that no more. It'll correct you yourself. Just the fact that the Holy Spirit now lives inside of you just by that one confession. You don't have to say it over and over again. That's the one thing you don't have to confess over and over again. Because God receives that and he moves right into your heart. And so here it is by 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 saying, by speaking. He says, if you confess with your mouth. I've talked to people who've been in church all their life and I'll ask them, I say, you ever said, ask Jesus to come in? No, I never have. And they can sit there and tell you the Roman road. You know, our little girl cupcake, the one that used to come to the, to the, right, to the car wash. 
I was sitting in here one day and the Lord said, ask her if she's ever prayed the prayer of salvation. And I asked her, I said, you know who Jesus is? She said, yeah, he's the savior of the world. She said, Mary, he, Mary was his mother. He was born of her. She told me a lot of stuff about the Lord. I said, have you ever asked him to come into your heart? She said, you know what? No, I haven't. I said, you want to? Yeah. Huh? She knew that much about him. She wants to go the whole way. It's amazing what you find about people when you ask them. Amen. That's why we always are, are encouraged to ask people. Amen. Won't hurt them. It'll help them. And so she says here, it says here, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the mouth, I mean the heart, man believes unto righteousness. Amen. Righteousness is of the heart. You got to believe Jesus is the son of God and he died to save you, not the world, you. Say it. He died to save me. Amen. He did. And so you've got to believe that for yourself personally and say it. That's what it means by confession. you got to say it. And once you say it, then the Lord comes in and makes a dwelling place on the inside of you. And this is the beginning of your salvation. This is how people come to know the Lord. This is how that word begins to grow on the inside of them. And this is how that word heals them. It starts with the born-again experience. Amen. But, you know, I prayed for people who weren't saved, and God healed them. They believed God to heal them right then and right there. Amen. And so, and then he, I let God work on people. You know, you can't tell God which order to bless people. You just have to be led by his spirit. But I've had God heal people that went off and kept sinning again. Do you understand me? So he'll catch up with them at some point because they're missing the best part of it. To me, the best part is that you can live sin free and have no guilt on you, no remorse on you. You can live. You can go to God and feel free to ask him anything. Many times people are reluctant because they've never repented of their sins and they wonder why they don't feel right about God. That's one reason why. Amen. You got to get serious with God. Amen. Because the devil is seriously trying to take people to hell every day. See what I'm saying? You don't want to go there. Trust me. God didn't make hell for you. He didn't make it for people. People just go there on a humble. You got me? Because somehow they miss God. But we don't want anybody to miss God. You got to find him. He's your best friend. Amen. When everybody leaves you, God will be there. Trust me. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So when we hear faith, and that's what we're doing right now, this is how we are healed, is by the hearing of faith. You start believing the Bible when you hear it. You start believing the Bible when you read it. If you find it a little challenging to believe, ask God to help you. He'll help your faith. Amen. So so then faith makes the word The thing that we desire, it makes it real to us. It makes it come to pass. Faith begins to enlarge what you see and what you believe when you read it. Every time you read the word of God, you're more healed than you before you did. If you read it and you meditate on it 
and you think about it. Think about what you just read. Take time. It's like, you know, it's the difference between uh, taking a, a lunch, a 10-minute lunch in the front seat of your car and spending all day getting dressed and ready to go to a nice dinner. You treat the word as always your nice dinner that you go to. You savor the word. You spend your time lingering over the word. You meditate. The Bible, when it says meditate, it really means to mutter. It means to chew it over and over and over again in your mind. And then it will start to become real in your heart. The word of God is living substance. It becomes alive on the inside of everybody that will take the time to read it, stop, meditate, think about what you just read. Let it go into your mind over and over and over again. Let it wash out all the thoughts that are contrary. So if you need healing, you read that by your by Jesus stripes, you're already healed. When did he bear stripes on his body? Over 2,000 years ago. So you were healed 2,000 years ago. It's just news to you because you just caught up with it. Amen? But it doesn't matter if it's news. You can receive of it anytime, anywhere, anytime, anywhere. You can receive the benefit of the word of God. Just believe what you hear. Amen? Believe what the Holy Spirit is telling you on the inside of you. And he will continue to repeat that word to you over and over and over again. Amen. Until you get it. You'll find yourself just throughout the day. You you reflect on what, what you heard in the sermon or what you heard when you read your Bible or what you heard. You, you put your teachings down that you, you listen to. We all have favorite teachings we listen to. And you begin to put those down in your mind and study them and think about them over and over again. See, it's worth it when it's the word of God, because as you meditate on it and as you let it wash your mind, it becomes a part of you. That's how healing happens. That healing word comes in there and it starts to challenge your sickness, starts to challenge your symptoms. And guess what's going to win if you stick with it? That word is going to win. There's no devil in hell that can beat Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is the living word. Amen. You have him in your heart and you start to meditate on what he says. It'll shock you some of the things that you'll start believing and it'll come out of your mouth. You'll start telling yourself, you know what? I can do that. I used to be afraid to to tackle certain things, but God is with me and I know I can do that now. It'll change you. The word of God will change you and always change you for the better. And it will drive sickness out of your body. It'll drive symptoms off of you. It'll it'll change you into a different person. Where you used to run to the doctor every five minutes, he's running in the doctor. You just sit up there and say, Let me get in my Bible. Let me let me I'm healed. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm healed. That's devil take this off of me in Jesus' name. You find yourself get more confrontational about things that don't belong to God and they're not for you. If you're a child of God, sickness is not for you. If you're a child of God, poverty is not for you. Amen. Now, good management will help you some, too. You know, you know, people are we, we ah, living paycheck to paycheck. Jesus never that ain't in the Bible. 
You show me where that's in the word of God. You don't live paycheck to paycheck. You live out of the word of God. Amen. Bible says men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Amen. Forget about your paycheck. Yeah, right. Let it cry. Kill that whining baby. Kill every demon I see. Huh? You know, God God cured me and my husband. We were, we was terrible. Paycheck to paycheck, and I'm looking at his and see what he got left, and he look. I mean, that ain't no that that's no way to live. That'll end the marriage real quick. And you know what God did for us? He blessed us. He helped us. Or we'd have been in divorce court, suing each other for what we'd have spent up already. I know he got something left. Did you check his shoe, that other shoe, and that sock? That's where he keep that real money at. Huh? God helped us out. He He put my husband on a monthly pay, salary, got a promotion, and they paid monthly. And I looked at him, and he looked at me, and I grabbed a butter knife, and he grabbed a butcher knife. (laughs) But it cured us of waiting on money so we could spend it. You get glad and happy about your payday coming, and you know it's spent already. Look at all them bills that's been coming in all month long. They used to just be three or four on the desk. Now it's 12. Because you didn't prosper. You had a couple raises now. That means you get 12 bills every month instead of two or three. Just saying. Where was I? I was talking about health and healing, wasn't I? <laughs> Amen. But but it is true. Amen. You, you You have to let God help you. But God helped us and we were able to prosper because we got paid once a month. And see, after two weeks, you forgot about paycheck. You just, I ain't thinking about that. Oh, we got another paycheck. Put it on in the bank. I mean, that was our attitude. We stopped getting glad, happy about money. Hint, hint. Be like your father. God ain't happy about money. He got so much of it. He given it away to his kids. And God will help you with things like that. Amen. And you start learning how to save. Huh? You just do. It accumulates. So he helped us out of poverty by not giving us money every two weeks. See, after two weeks, you find yourself something else to do besides wait on payday. Huh? I go clean the kitchen. Go go get some of them clothes out the bottom of the, you know, them clothes in the bottom of the hamper. Ladies, you start getting them out. You say, you know, this thing look brand new. I ain't seen this since I bought it. That'll stop you from going shopping. Just a thought. Now, the men ought to be jumping up and down saying, ooh, I like that. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Huh? I'll send you men a morsel here and there, but y'all got to respond right to it now. This stuff ain't free. I got the ladies mad at me now. <laughs> huh? But but you've got to treat the word of God differently than you treat anything else. 
got to put it up in high esteem. When you when you take time apart to read your word, make sure that you can give it your full attention. You're not grabbing a scripture. You know the little things they used to sell minute scriptures. That ain't for y'all. You got me. That no, you don't want that. That's for people who ain't going nowhere, doing nothing, don't want nothing from God. You gonna give everything else uh, hours and hours and give God a minute? I don't think so. Now you may not have to give Him a bunch of hours, but you gonna have to give Him at least one a day, one in the morning, one at night is better. Oh, and you, then you know you eat how many times a day? In a snack, got something in the, you know, in the glove compartment, got something in the middle console. And it's not because you got to keep it for an insulin shot. You ain't even on no insulin. Yeah, my sugar. I got to watch my sugar go up and up and up. You know what I'm saying. So, So we've got to stay very, very close to God's word. It won't work any other way. You'll be fighting the word more than you will be letting it work for you. This word is supposed to bring you health, bring you life, bring you prosperity. This word covers every need that you will ever have, and it will bring it to you. You won't have to go looking for everything all the time. Before you know it, that word is manifested and is taken taken over whatever situation it was that was causing you trouble. You start speaking the word over it. You start believing what you read. You start believing that God will bring these things to pass. You start believing the word of God and see if it won't pay off for you. And it'll pay off rapidly. The more time you devote to it, the more it'll pay off for you. Amen. So God wants us to to devote ourselves, give our attention to the word. Proverbs 4.20 tells us to incline our ears to the word. That means pay attention to it. And so from the hearing in your ear, you start to get a visual in your brain of what that word is saying. So that's when it's really taking over, it, what we call meditating on the word. Take some time to mull over what, what you just read in your Bible. God says that he will prosper. Everything you set your hands to will prosper and not fail. Well, you've got God's guarantee for that. So start looking for it to happen. Amen. See, this is what it means when you give your word, give the word attention. Many times God is doing things in our midst and and we pay no attention to, to the manifestation of it, looking for it really to happen. Amen. I was when when I had everybody living with me and, and uh, you know, Tibby and Tony lived with me and and I would take them sometime and I'd say, well, well, let's pray about let's agree for so and so and such and such. And and then when it would happen, I would they would say jack them up. <laughs> this is me being my kind, loving self. But I'll say, do you know how that got here? When they get blessed, I said, do you know how that got here? They say, uh, uh uh-huh. See, don't just take blessings for granted. Track your blessings down to something you did and learn how to do that and leave the dumb stuff alone. 
See, this is how you make your way prosperous. This is how you have good success, everything. You don't just get, oh, God, God, I got so-and-so and and go run off and spend it. I tell them, I said, that that you got, you tell me how you got it here. Tell me how you got it here. They get on the hot seat for a minute and start sweating. I said, ah, I'll tell you. And then they started paying attention to what things they did that caused them to prosper. And then they let go of the dumb stuff and start focusing on doing more of what prospers them, more of what causes them to have a bigger paycheck or to get a raise or for somebody to bless them at work. Them things don't just happen. You please God some kind of way. And if you're smart, you find out what you did to please him and keep repeating that and leave the dumb stuff alone. See, it's called sowing and reaping. You don't go out and plant a garden by accident and then just stuff come up and you tend that garden. Say, God, I got this growing. I got that growing. This is how you get healed by the word of God. You start planting the word of God in your heart by speaking it out of your mouth. And your ears hear it. And your organs hear it. And everything in your body responds to the word of God. This is how you get healed from the word of God. Father, I thank you that my organs are are renewed because I have divine life living in me. I've got Jesus' life in me. If you're born again, you're entitled to have healing. You're entitled to have money. You're entitled to have as much stuff as you want, as much as God will bring to you. But see, if you really love God, you're beyond stuff. You're trying to figure out how to get closer to the source. At least I am. You understand what I'm saying? You know, my husband and I, we started out kind of small. But but as as we grew as a couple and he started getting promotions, I fell more in love. Poppy, is that wrong? Oh, my. I didn't mean to say that. Yes, I did. Told the truth. Huh? But I just never loved no broke brothers. Now, I'm real sorry for those of us who are less fortunate. But if you're living in God's kingdom, you should not be less fortunate. You should be more fortunate. Amen. When I was growing up, I didn't like poverty. And then when I found out when I got saved, I wasn't supposed to. Now, you got to watch your company because broke people will make you feel like you committing a sin for not wanting to be broke. Huh? Am I, am I the only one living in the real world? Uh-huh. That's wrong with welfare. Well, let me tell you. You got a few days? What's wrong with it? You mean you do this as a choice? This is supposed to be a springboard to a real life. If you have to be there, you have to be there. But let it be a jumping off point over to your prosperity. You ain't staying there. Like God would tell the Israel, don't camp there. You're moving on to the promised land. Don't get comfortable. No, you're not supposed to. Not everything Jesus died to give you. 
He suffered a bloody beating so that you can have more than enough of everything you need for life and godliness. Huh? No, you're not supposed to want to be broke. You're not supposed to glorify poverty. That just should not come out of your mouth. Amen? You say, Lord, excuse me for not having enough money. You say, I'm supposed to have enough. Show me how to do that. I mean, show me how to have abundance. Amen? And not just for you, because trust me, you have abundance. Somebody around you going to need something. God's going to tell you, now that's that that you got right there, you get at the so-and-so. We're supposed to live like that. Supposed to be people of abundance. So God wants us to, to have all of the desires of our hearts. There's nothing wrong. There's something wrong with greed, but God will make God ain't in greed. He'll fix it so you can't get greedy. Huh? Cause before you really get on easy street, you have, have, you know, you a different person. Huh? You ain't that greedy little person you used to be. Huh? You straightened up real good by the time he entrusts you with with more in abundance and he makes you be a good steward of it he'll tell you that whatever you got recently <laughs> that ain't for you that's that's so-and-so's money i said huh <laughs> first time it happened i thought am i hearing you right <laughs> remember me the little widow woman <laughs> look little widow woman i gave you money <laughs> to help people with amen God don't have broke people in his kingdom. Huh? The woman with the cruise of oil, she was getting ready to eat her last meal and die is what she said. And he said, what do you have? I ain't got nothing but. You ever been there? So that was for all you soul sisters. Excuse me. Who liked a lot of folks. I ain't got nothing but. Got a pack in your purse and under the pillow, the secret place, and all in places. I ain't got nothing but. Huh? So the man of God called her on it. I ain't got nothing but this little bitty pot of oil. Now, we don't know if the sister might not have been packing away some stuff she wasn't talking about. Like most of us. We love to speak the pole mouth when we think somebody's going to make us give something. Huh? But he said, oh, okay, pot of oil. I'll work with that. She started pouring oil out, and it was more than her mind could conceive God would give her. That's for you people who get nervous at offering time. I don't know why I went there, but we're there. And if you get with me, we won't stay here long. We'll get the pain over with and then we can move on. But when people don't like hearing certain things, God wants you to linger over that to get that in you too. Because you're going to need that to go with what you really want. Amen. So, so here she is. She's got this pot of oil. And the man of God told, told her told her to go and borrow from her neighbors as many vessels as she could. Man. Now this kind of will reflect on how you treat people. Because if she was one of them sisters that nobody wanted to see coming, she didn't get many empty vessels. Mm-hmm. 
depends on how seriously you take God. Amen. And when she got to the end of all the empty vessels, she kept pouring. The oil kept coming. The oil kept coming. The oil, while she's pouring, she's thinking, "Mm, I forgot to go to Sister So-and-So's house and ask her. She got, oh, yeah, we got into it about something last time. See, it pays to be friends with everybody when you're broke. You got me? When you're broke, you can't afford enemies. Amen? Y'all with me? Let's always be kind to people. Always be friends. You don't never know what you're going to need from them. An empty pot at that. (laughs) See, that's your day to get blessed. And you don't know you don't have enough to contain what God has for you. We never do. We never do. And so God wants to, to bless us abundantly, folks. He's, you know, he wants us healed. He wants us prosperous. He wants us well. He's not going to heal you and leave you broke for the rest of your life. They both go hand in hand. Scripture says prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. Oh. I knew it was a catch, too. God ain't just giving away money. No, you're going to have to be obedient to get it from God. You know, this ain't no hold-up station. You got to, you know, just love God. Do what he tells you to do. It's not hard. He starts with the small things. You know, he's not going to tell you to do something that's really hard because he knows most of us ain't going to do the simple things. We skip over that. I'll wait until something easier come along. It ain't going to get no easier, honey. Come on now. You're going to obey God. It's going to hurt a little bit. Amen? But it's good for us. Kill that flesh. Let that flesh die off. Can't have everything it wants to have. It ain't good for you no way. Amen? So so then, then God puts his word inside of us. He tells us to incline our ear. And pay attention to the word. Amen. Incline your ear. Pay attention to the word. Give it your full attention. Spend some time reading your Bible and meditate on what you read. Let it go. Mull it over and over in your mind. Let it wash out some of the crazy ideas we have. And focus on what God has for us. Amen. Sometimes we we fall into this thing of familiarity with the word. Oh, like today, we've heard this sermon over and over again. You know, you'll hear the word over and over again. It's because you need to hear it again. Amen. Not only do we hear the word for what we need now, but God stores up the word for us to fight for us for future things that we need. You know, you don't know what's coming down the road, but God could put a sermon and a word in your heart. That will cause you to resist what the enemy is trying to do and walk away victorious before he has a chance to get a grip on you. Amen. There are many things coming into the earth. We have no clue what's going to happen yet. But yet we sit here and we go over the same words over and over and over again. We meditate on the same things over and over again. Why? So that you can be strengthened for the days to come. When those things happen on the earth, you won't be shocked. You won't be amazed. You won't lose your mind. You won't see wringing your hands and wondering how you're going to make it. Amen. You know, we've been through this many times before as God's people. 
Yeah, I can remember wringing my hands as a new believer, wondering if my husband was ever going to get saved. Amen. Or get saved before I killed him. Right, Miss Jan? <laughs> I called Jan up and admitted. I said, Miss Jan, he done done it now. Bob, come on now, Bob. I said, yep, he done done it now. I'm going to go get him. You got me? <laughs> Amen. But the day came when he confessed Christ. Amen. God saved him. Right in the nick of time. I, no, I'm messing with y'all. But you know what I'm saying. Many things that we think we won't survive. And then you look back down the road and you're still here. You, you're prospered. You're in health. If you're not in total health, you're on your way to health and you're on your way to wholeness. So God will do these things for us if we will attend to the word, incline our ear to the word, incline it to his sayings. Give the word your full attention. If you're reading your Bible, don't have two or three things on at the same time. He tells us not to let it depart from our eyes. Proverbs 4, we just, we read over that, 420 to 22. He's talking to his children, his dear children. Says, my son, attend to my word. Incline your ear to my sayings. Don't let it depart from your eyes. Keep it in the midst of your heart. That's where it's going to do you the most good. Why? Because it has life. It has health. Everything is in the word of God. And I'm going to give you a little clue. If you're sick in your body, commit yourself to focus on healing scriptures. Don't be sitting up reading about prosperity because when I get well, I'm going to have a bunch of it. Get you out. Get well first. Amen. The Bible says you prosper and you are in health as your soul prospers. So as your mind starts to receive and understand the word of God, it begins to infiltrate your body and bring life and health, the Bible says, to all of your flesh. I don't care what kind of flesh it is. If it's a weak heart, it'll bring health to that weak heart. If it's uh, weak legs or paralyzed legs or whatever it is, it'll bring life there. That word will bring life to your total being. There's nothing that the word won't revive and won't bring to life. Amen. So, so when we're, when we have a full persuasion of God's word as being true is when it'll start to manifest and begin to work on us. That's why sometimes we have to listen to the same scriptures over and over and over again. Don't ever get bored. Don't ever get tired. Uh, reading the same same word that you've been reading to bring health to you. I have a list of scriptures that I'll read every day because I, I know that word is going to keep me healthy where I'm not healthy still. You know, you got a few pills here you got to get rid of. God wants you to live pill free. This word will get you pill free. Don't ever make excuses. Amen for weakness or or just live with stuff. The devil see you willing to live with stuff. He give you stuff to live with and die with. He give you stuff to kill you. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you can't play around with God when it comes to his word. Allow that word to do the work that he wants it to do for us. The Bible says to keep the word in the midst of your heart. That means take it to heart. Be sincere about it. Think about it over and over. Meditate on it over and over and over again. Amen. 
things that we love, we keep them to our we that's how you keep stuff you like. Amen. People go, you know, window shopping. I used to do it all the time. Amen. You know, you go to see, go to the jewelry store. That was my favorite recreation. Why? Because I was working on something. Working on my faith. Kidding me? (laughs) You get what you get by faith in God's kingdom. Amen. This is, I go by and meditate on a little something I've seen there. I think I might like that. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you that says you give me the desires of my heart. This is it right here. Get it. Now, if y'all knew my late husband, my dear late husband, y'all know he wasn't in his pocket for nothing. Seriously, oh, come now. Huh? If I was going to get some, I'd definitely going to get it by faith. Yeah, so you work your faith the best way you can. But faith works. Amen? You know, his his grandmother passed away and they went through a jewelry box and found she had a carrot and a half diamond in it. Guess who's home today? Me. Little wife. Amen. Little wife got it. He was sitting in the jewelry store and, you know, was nervous. I took him with me. I wouldn't say we went. He was a hostage. He'll tell you that. And he was sitting sitting there by himself hiding from me. That's the way we did sometimes. We split up. He went somewhere. He didn't, he didn't want to get worked over. We split up. Is anybody married in here? Where do y'all live? Miss Vicky, come on. Help the girl out. I was sitting there. He's leaning on the uh, on a counter, and there's a box under his elbow. Win a diamond. Free drawing. Oh, he's sitting there. He looks. He says, oh, I guess I'll fill this out. Huh? Guess who won the diamond? You see what I'm saying? Now, I supplied the faith. Don't play me cheap. <laughs> the girl was working her faith. I was going through blessing everything else. I didn't pray for a lady in there, and God healed her thumb. She said she hadn't been her thumbs in years. And I was looking at something I shouldn't have been looking at. You know, three carrots. I'm I'm moving on up, Wheezy. You understand what I'm saying? You're working on stuff. And I'm looking at that, and and and, and I looked at her, and, and she was, oh, she kept rubbing her thumbs. And I said, well, what's wrong with your thumbs, sweetie? She said, they don't bend. And I said, well, God is going to heal you, and you're going to bend them thumbs before I go, but show me that first. You listen, God will use anybody. You understand what I'm saying? Just any of his kids. Just, I'm the only kid who was in the jewelry store that day, I guess, you know. But, you know, I prayed for her, and, and she screamed. She bent her thumb. <gasps> you know, and I said, okay, see you. Ran on out and kept it moving. You, you got me? But I did lay hold by faith on something while we were in the. <laughs> you got to do your shopping too. Amen. First things, God knows how to move you out of the way and get his work done. 
Amen. So don't feel bad. Don't feel guilty. <laughs> I didn't have enough sense to feel guilty. I was just shopping. You understand what I'm saying? God will interrupt you doing anything to bless somebody and help somebody. Amen. So so this is what God wants us to do. He wants us to hide the word in our hearts. Amen. Meditate on the word continually. Let the word start to work in you. Let the word start to produce what God wants it to produce. You need healing. Stay with the healing scriptures. That's kind of obvious, but it'll shock you how many people don't do it. Amen. They'll read everything else or read a little bit of healing. I said, what's, what does, you know, whatever scripture say about Proverbs 4, the one we just heard? People don't, won't be able to tell you what that scripture says. And if you're looking for something from God's word, you should know that. That should be hidden in your heart. You should be able to recite these things to yourself. When you meditate, that means you pull it up from inside you and think on it. As you think on that word, that thing becomes alive in you. It's just like the agitation of a washing machine, meditating on the word. You think on that word all day long. God, you mean to tell me that this word will straighten out my crooked limb if I think about it all day? Yes, it will. You speak it over and over to yourself. You start saying it different ways to yourself. You start really putting that word and and hiding it, putting it up. Writing it out, putting it up in your over your refrigerator, over your mirror, wherever you need to hide stuff at. You put it there so your eyes can feast on it continually. And then it becomes a part of you. It'll shock you how health will come if you keep that word ever before you. We're not to put the word of God away, folks. It's not just for something we read when we're in a trouble, in a jam. That should be every day if you don't, you know, if you're living in this world, you got trouble either going, coming, amen, or plotting against you. So, so we need this, this word every day. The Bible tells it to keep it in the midst of our hearts. Just always have the word. It pumps life into you. The Bible says it's life to those, just like your heart pumps life through your bloodstream. The word of God in your heart will pump life to every part of your body. This word will heal you, folks. It's gotten people out of wheelchairs. It's gotten it's killed cancer in people. It's done all of those things. You know, we we have a website. You can go on there and listen to healing. Anytime you want to plug into the healing word of God, you can get it on there. There's no reason why you cannot be healed 100% whole and 100% prosperous. Because the Bible says you prosper and you are in health as your soul prospers. It's your, you got to have your mind changed. The Bible will change your mind. It will change your way of thinking. Amen. It's supposed to. That's God talking to you, giving you a whole new idea about something. Amen. So so we we need to learn how to just keep the word in our midst all the time keep it around us all the time amen because god says if we meditate on the word day and night day and night when you get up in the morning when you go to bed at night says you'll make your way prosperous not just money but health amen it's medicine to your health the word of god is just pick up your bible or get a scripture card we've got we've 
done a ton of things with scriptures on them. We got key rings with healing scriptures on them. You just take that and just go over and over those those scriptures. And that begins to feed health into you. It begins to regenerate dead parts of your body, bring life uh, to areas that, that weren't healed before. Many people are healed by the power of the word of God. So don't don't ever think that it's not working just because it doesn't didn't do something the first time. Keep at it. Amen. There's a lot of things you didn't get the first time you pursued it. Amen. Some of you men, you see, you, I got a now she my wife. What you went through to get her, you don't even want to tell people. Amen. It's the truth. You pursued and pursued. Her daddy pulled a gun on you, and that didn't stop you. He was up in a tree looking in a bedroom window. My goodness. Well, be that word about that way about the word of God. Be that way about something you want from God. Keep pursuing. It's in the pursuit that your faith begins to grow. At one point, you'll say, you know what? I really believe God wants me well. I really believe I can get up and walk. I really believe. I can leave sickness behind. I really believe I can get off these crazy pills. Amen. And, and this is, this is how you do it. You do it by valuing the word of God, hiding it in your heart. Joshua 1.8 says, meditate in the word day and night. Every time you think, think the word of God, especially if there's something you're looking for God to give you. If you're looking for a job, you put in applications. God, you said that you would give me favor. That means my name is at the top of the list. I'm expecting these people to call me because you said so. Amen? Not because, you know, please don't let them look at this on my resume and that on my resume. You know, you said I'm the head, not the tail. You said I'm at the top of the list because you put me there. Amen? God puts you there because you ask him and you believe he'll do it. If it was qualifications, he wouldn't say ask. Amen. He put, he said ask him. He didn't say be qualified and ask. Take another sip. I mean qualifications help. But he said ask. He said I'll do it. Want me to do it? He'd rather trust you than a pack of heathens that's applying for the same job. Are you kidding me? You know what sinners do on a job? They don't come half the time. They drunk. They hung over. You know, people see a saint coming in there and God says, you hired this one. And they hire you. you say, they'll say, you know, you never take any time off. You never disappoint us, but, you know, we never have to call extra people in when we put you on. You know, we had people, We when I was in, in nursing, we put people on the schedule and said, oh, boy. And don't put them on Monday and don't put them on Friday. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's not your reputation. They know they can trust your child of God. They know they can trust you with anything all the time. Amen. Amen. Why don't we stop? Well, Father, we thank you for your word and thank you for understanding of your word. Thank you, that, Lord, that your word is with power. Your word is full of glory. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us to know and to hear your word. Thank you, Lord, that there is no word of yours that is void of power. There's power in the jots and the tittles in the Bible. There's 
power in the apostrophe. There's power in the comma. Power in all of your words. And we thank you for it, Lord. And we bless you. And we praise you. In Jesus' name. I'm going to uh, pray with Brother Billy. Thank you, Jesus. Let God show me what to do. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God.
Amen, amen, and amen again. It is so decreed. Amen. Praise God. Amen. 